Hello and welcome to the Future Tribe podcast. Each week we'll be talking about getting things done. We'll talk to people who've built up their businesses, pulled off amazing projects and cover everything from psychology and strategy to the tips and tricks that will help make your dream a reality. We're the podcast that's all about empowering the optimists and the go-getters. I'm your host, Jermaine Muller. You're listening to the Future Tribe podcast and this episode is just getting started. So, um... So you essentially in 2016 started a social enterprise to help social enterprises. Is that that fair to say? That's how you set it up? That's what an an intermediary is. And so Mm -hmm. the great thing is we already have in Canberra, in our community, we have a fantastic, um, what we call ecosystem intermediary. And that's the Canberra Innovation Network. Mm -hmm. Um, And CEO at that time, Sarah Pearson, uh, now Peter Adamick, um, you know, they've just been such fantastic champions for the work that I do, the work that we do at Millhouse. Um, and so we've really found that we, we slot right in. So we're kind of the, like I said, the sort of social innovation node of the Canberra Innovation Network. And we're based at the University of Canberra for more for political reasons, but also our, our home really, and UC is such an important partner to Millhouse. UC is also the region's university. And so mm-hmm. in Australia, regional universities have a particular commitment and expectation around community leadership and involvement. So it really makes sense for us to, to yeah. be here and be aligned in the space so mm-hmm. um, so far so good okay so i mean let's touch about we've, we've talked about sort of the the journey here um let's touch on some of the the mistakes so to speak that you made or the the things that you would look back and go okay that that wasn't the right move that wasn't the right approach um anything come to mind any sort of big things that you go you know to anyone listening if if this sort of situation pops up this is what I did. This is what I would have done um, looking back. So absolutely. Um, and this is a, a repeating. This, so this is a thing that I know about my personality, but thinking that I can do it all by myself. Mm-hmm. So in this journey, in that, so in the transition from having been a social entrepreneur, going back into public service and then coming back out again, this created a lot of stress for me. Um, and unfortunately about, Five days before my 40th birthday, I had a heart attack. Wow. Um, and it was not, I don't have any, I don't have arterial disease. Or yeah, like yeah. That. Really the, to stress. me, I will, I was stressed. Yeah. And I will always sort of um, um, attribute it to the time, particularly after no sweat fashions and that, that mm-hmm. just that four years of not looking after myself and trying to do mm-hmm. everything myself. And that's, that's the founder's fallacy. Um, and you know, if you're going to do something that's meaningful, you have to let people help you because, and you have to invite them in to share accountability for what it is that you're doing. Um, and you know, I, because I didn't share that accountability, um, when we wound up no sweat fashions, I really took it personally. It really hurt me. Um, and I lived with that, you know, that sense of, of failure really. Yeah. Um, was it a sense of guilt as well? Yeah, and guilt, yeah. And I, but I, I didn't, I didn't need to own all that. Yes, know? it and was, I, it wasn't yours it. per se. It was, yeah, it, it was a, <laughs> a separate entity, and there were other individuals involved in there. So, yeah. uh, this is touching, touching on a very good point because I mean, my own business, we're we're sort of going through what I what, what I would call a growth stage, and um, you know, I because we do marketing and things like that, we inevitably work with all sorts of businesses and inevitably it ends up being a bit of business advice and a bit of sort of um, talking people off, off the edge, so to speak, because they're sort of thinking in their heads, this is such an uphill battle. Um, and one thing I talk to them about is um, without any sort of 
you know, selfish, selfish motivations is about bringing on a team that can support them. Um, and is that, you know, I mean, there's the emotional side of things, but is that true? Would you say in terms of the business side of things as well and sort of realizing that you can outsource? People can, can do better things. And that's, that's a really key tenant to how we run the millhouse. So the, so the millhouse isn't just about entrepreneurial capacity. It's also about the capacity of service providers um, mm-hmm. to be able to support people who want to trade in this way. And so a lot of what I'm doing is I'm actually brokering relationships between the clients that I work with and people like you um, yeah. and other service providers who come and they, they might be involved as mentors or they might do small pieces of work. And the idea is you start to realize that engaging other people is, is important. Um, yes. And initially, you know, they don't have a lot of money. And so it might, it might just be a half hour conversation or it might be catching up for a coffee. But then when your business, when you are in a position to afford it, it's like, no, no, I'm going to pay that person to do that. Yes. yes. I need to, like, you know, it, it's not like, oh, I have to do it all, all on my own. So part of a lot of what we do at Millhouse is just try to give people a sense of this is what it's like to have a team. This is mm-hmm. what it's like mm-hmm. to have, to have a range of people, to, you know, to have somebody who has that deep marketing knowledge, someone who has that yes. deep and accounting knowledge, someone who has that, you know, that, you know, IP legal, like, cause you, you're going to need all of, of that. Yeah. You're going to need all of that. And you need, you need at some point, I mean, if your business is always going to stay small, one could argue that you don't need to do that, but for, for a realistic, a sustainable long-term business, you need more than two, three people. You need to sort of have a team of support around you and you need to know how to manage these stakeholders and talk to them and, and learn those relationship skills. Don't you? Yeah, look, it, it's, you know, it's one of the things that we, that we as, a, as an, I keep using this word intermediary, that's what we do in a, in a business market, right? Um, you don't understand how, like, it's a two-sided relationship. If you have never spoken to an accountant, you don't know what an accountant can do for you because yes. you don't know what you don't know. So, yes. and so, so it's like, well, it, and you think, or, or, or a marketing person or a communications person or a graphic designer or, you know, and I could like, and so what we try to do in our, in our little bubble, <laughs> which is our accelerator programs, is we bring as many of these people around as possible um, so that you really, you're actually, so you are having a discussion with your, in your case, a marketing consultant or with a lawyer mm-hmm. about not necessarily marketing or law, but about your business. Mm-hmm. about your strategy, about your goals, and then you can, you can see different perspectives. Those different perspectives are just going to help you so much as an entrepreneur um, in terms of progressing your business. What would you say to the people who say that, you know, um, you know, we're just getting started. We only have X amount of dollars. It doesn't make sense to take a portion of that to pay someone to do what they do. What, what do you say to that argument of, you know, we only have a finite amount of money um, and, you know, I can keep more of it if I don't have to pay other people. Um, Look, I, I, I get that. But my thing is, okay, well, that doesn't mean that you can go to a networking event where there are going to be five different market people there and you can't right. have a conversation or you, or you can't, you know, figure out how to, to scope engagements. Maybe you don't outsource your entire marketing or business marketing plan. Yes. But you, might, but you might go and have some advice and you might do a strategy session with that person. To me, it's more especially in a place as small as Canberra, um, mm-hmm. really as much about, it's much about how do you build a good network around you. These aren't just people who you're going to pay to do your work. They're your potential clients. Yes. They are going to refer you to other people. Like networking, people just think that networking is going to uh, you know, an event and having drinks and passing out business cards. Networking is going and having conversations with people about your business. That's also yes. part of 
years. It's, it's so funny because I feel like people forget that networking is just like making friends. You go to a party, you chat with people, you, you tell them about yourself. You say, Oh, you know, I play soccer. Oh, do you play soccer as well? Who do you go for? I mean, it's, it's, it's an extension of that, but you just doing it for your business and it doesn't even have to be all about business. Does it? It's, it can be about personal and business talk about what you do, why you do it. And, and like you said, I mean, it sounds like what you're talking about is just tapping into the power of networking and the power of the network. I'm cultivating, I have this expression, we talk about friends of Millhouse. So people who, you know, I might not have ever actually had a transaction with them, but I have facilitated referrals. Um, I've invited them to do speaking. Maybe that's a transaction. I've invited them to speak. Um, they've come along to our events. I've made a point to go to their events. Um, and it's, it's all about being able to, um, then when I do need a particular service or I did, I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to pick that person. Or if yes. I'm in a position to, um, be able to make a referral, I'm probably going to say, look, these are my, here are all the people you can go to, but here are my top three, because I've had dealings with that person. They share our understanding about for purpose business. They get social enterprise because mm -hmm. and how would I know that unless I have, yes, unless you talk to them, unless you interact with them. Um, because I mean, you go to a website and a website can easily set a tone that isn't real isn't true to the business um for both negatively and positively i would say um you know there are there are a whole bunch of instances where i've talked to an organization had this idea in my head about what they're like and then you actually turn up and actually get to know the people and meet the people and you realize that the website didn't necessarily set the right tone um so yeah i mean i, I I agree with the, with the whole networking side of things. And it's, it is such a good thing that I, I mean, I talked to, there are a few businesses that I can think of in my head right now who I keep talking to them and saying, you know, not, it's not even about outsourcing marketing to me. It's more about outsourcing the other bits and pieces of their business that, that they can outsource for, you know, $500 a month for a bookkeeper or um, 150 bucks a month for someone to maintain their website. So they don't have to do it. And, it's taking those, it's not necessarily adding someone else onto the payroll and paying them $5,000 a month because that, that is, might be taking too much off the plate for them, the, the founder to keep. Um, but it's about sort of starting to test those things. One example I keep coming back to is when we opened up this new office about three or four months ago, the first thing I did was someone, get someone in here to clean because what I worked out is that, I mean, my parents, um, Sri Lankan background, we believe in doing sort of everything for ourselves as much as possible. And they sort of went, that's ridiculous. You, 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 you don't, you're not some big shot. There's, you don't need to have a cleaner, just clean it up, clean up yourself, you know, vacuum the office, do all that yourself. And we've got a hundred square meter office. It's not massive. So it is realistic. But then I did the numbers and you factor in the fact that I don't have to care about whether Windex prices go up or down every week. I don't have to care about, you know, how tired I am and do it because it's not that I don't want to be, I shouldn't be cleaning the office at three in the afternoon. So that means I have to do it after hours. And to me, a lot of people in a, in a business context, especially can see why you would get a cleaner on board, but they might not necessarily do the same for an accountant or a bookkeeper. And it's, it's a bit, bit of a funny sort of world where, they think about those things differently, but ultimately what you're doing is outsourcing a task that you could have otherwise done yourself. And building and building a relationship and a partnership in terms of the growth of your business. Like, you know, I, I don't necessarily equate, you know, cleaning, yeah, we have a cleaner that's a little bit more transactional than my mm. account or a 
bookkeeper because that's mm. that person. That's the person. That's like going to, to confessional, right? That's like that. that <laughs> they might not be on my payroll, but when I go there, I'm vulnerable yes. CEO. It's like, what do I do now? And I'm like, I don't understand. And strategic this. advice, like that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. They, they are. They are part of my. You know, they're part of my sort of my mastermind group uh, yeah, yeah. And, and you can trust on them and you can talk to them and chances are they've they've had this experience before and they've done it before so it's nothing's it, relatively you know? new yeah 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 I'm, I'm aware of the time and we're um going a little bit over so let's get on to the top 12 this is one of my favorite parts of the of the podcast um have you had a chance to go through the questions in advance i did i did i, yes. I did do the top i well I did the top three i didn't have well anyway you can ask me but i'm, I'm not sure how, how we'll go yeah. that's all right we'll see how we go so um do you have do you, i mean i assume you've read business books or you listen to podcasts do you have any top three recommendations yeah look in terms of well i was thinking about this like podcasts um None of them have to do with business. Um, they're things that That's I just okay. do for, It doesn't for, have to be for, about business. So my top two are definitely two African-American culture writers um, in the U.S. that I, I have to, it's how I like connect back with my home culture. One's a mm -hmm. New York Times one called Still Processing. Absolutely my favorite. Um, and The Nod is the second. Um, and then just here in Australia, I love Chat 10 Looks 3. I'm, I'm, I'm of a certain, I'm early 40s. So I love anecdotal private <laughs> and sales. Can't help it. Yeah. Awesome. Um, top three software tools that you can't live without. Yeah, I, I should have thought more about that. I didn't, I didn't really have. I mean, what do you use on a daily basis? Like what, what, if I took away, say, do you use Outlook? If I took Outlook away, oh, would you of sort of. Yeah. 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 I mean, we, yeah. we are, we are an office 365 house. So definitely mm -hmm. that. Um, mm -hmm. The app on my phone that if you took away, I'd be really sad. It's called sleep. It's how mm -hmm. it's, it's my, my sleep app and it, it has guided meditations and stories and, and it has, um, and I use it every night to help me go to sleep. Okay. Do you have a third, <laughs> do you have a third tool that you can um, think of? Do you use any sort of project management or anything like that or? No, cooking? but I, I do. Cause at the moment I do lots of travel. And so TripIt is my other thing. Cause it's uh, okay. TripIt is a, is a great tool. It takes all of your itineraries and plans. So I've got like three conferences and personal trips in the next month and it puts it all together um, mm -hmm. and keeps it all in one place. And I've been using that since, you know, early 2000s and it's awesome. Okay. Fantastic. That, that would be awesome. Cause it, yeah, sometimes helps just consolidate all these things into one so that you can, you know, the big picture, um, top three mantras that you try and live by. Look, I only have one. Um, and it's by oh. a man called Horace Mann or man. Um, it's be ashamed to die until you've won some victory for humanity. So that's what I'm always like on about. Um, and it really speaks to me, to my sort of service orientation. I believe I exist to serve. Um, mm -hmm. in terms of my leadership, in terms of my work with entrepreneurs, I'm always trying to figure out how can I, how can I be of service? Okay. Awesome. Love it. I've never heard that one before. And it's, it's a very, very good mantra, I would say. And, um, anyone you follow, anyone you keep, anyone you, um, top, top three people who you, you know, agree with, believe with, uh, believe, think that they're sort of leaders in their space. I'm not part, when you said followers, I assumed you meant Twitter and I'm not part of the Twitter right. I have right, somehow yep. avoided, I know that that's bad. Neither am um, I, no. So yeah, no, no, no top people that I follow, um, but certainly um, people like, you know, Michelle Obama and Oprah Winfrey and yeah, you know, like I'm always, that, that those are people who really inspire me, uh, particularly mm -hmm. as an 
American woman. Um, so I'm kind of always, if they're doing anything, I'm probably following them. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, before we finish off, um, one last question, where can people find out more about you personally and, and, um, what, what you guys do? Right. Well, look, um, best way to follow uh, me is, um, and what I'm doing, um, I'm big on LinkedIn. So I'm Cindy Mm -hmm. Reese Mitchell on LinkedIn. Um, and also the Millhouse Ventures, we've got a pretty fantastic and active Facebook page. So it's Millhouse Accelerator. And that refers to our work with our, with our social entrepreneurs or Millhouse Ventures on Facebook. Fantastic. I'll, um, throw those links as usual on in the description box. Um, Thanks again, Cindy, for joining me today and hope you had a good time. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Future Drive podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app. It goes a long way to helping us. If you have any thoughts, questions, or comments, email us at hello at f-u-t-u-r-e-t-r-i dot b-e. If you haven't already, become a part of the tribe on Facebook. Go to f-u-t-u-r-e-t-r-i dot b-e slash f-b and invite your friends. We're just getting started and we would love to see you there. That's it from us. I hope this episode has empowered you to keep working on bettering your future. It's a pleasure to have you as part of the tribe. See you next time.